Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. What up, what up, what up? Yo, 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 yo. Episode four. Yes, it is. Can I just say something real fast? I am so glad you guys can't smell me through the computer. (laughs) (laughs) It is episode four and day 14 of the quarantine for all of us. Uh, We all smell. We're all going Winnie the Pooh, which means uh, shirts (laughs) on top, nothing on the bottom. Day 14 (laughs) since uh, Dan has showered. (laughs) They didn't turn off your water. Why do you think he's woodworking oh. with a door open in a garage? <laughs> <laughs> has it only been 14 days? Uh, it, it has feels for like me. forever. Yeah, man, it just feels like it's been so long. It's just such a nightmare. Yes. I guess you've been kind of dipping in and out of the house because you still had a business that was running. I mean, it's still well, running. But it still is, yeah. yeah. I'm still, I have to go to work. In well, the Mike, why don't you kick off? What's, uh, what's happening in your bench in life? Um, well, life is tough. Obviously, we're referring to coronavirus. <laughs> um, my, 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 corona. Corona. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, life is tough for everyone right now. It's just kind of hard with a kid and my wife and I both sharing an office and both of us having, you know, not having to work. We get to work. A lot of people don't, so it's kind of a bummer, but it's just exhausting. You know, I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to be home more. I'll probably be able to get into the shop more. That's just not the case. <laughs> I'm having to find time to work in off hours, and it's pretty tough. So, uh, but this week in my shop, I'm finally getting to my new miter station, and it's not really like a miter station in the sense that it has like an elaborate bunch of drawers and cabinets. It's gonna be really minimalistic. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, like David Picciuto. His he's got like a really simplistic looking miter station. It's just like a workbench on both sides of the miter stations, a square around. The actual miter saw to, to help with dust collection, that's all I'm going to be doing. But I'm going to be running two four-inch lines into the into the top of it. from the So it'll have a six-inch main feed and then a two four-inch lines coming into it. So that'll uh, it'll really help suck. So it's <laughs> going to suck real good. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait to get that done. I, I was hoping I'd get it done this weekend. But man, I just – I don't know how I'm going so slow on it, but I'm going really slow on it. But Pachuto so. made his out of walnut ply. Are you doing that? No, no, I don't have seventy thousand dollars. Ste- step up your game. <laughs> so you're so you're just gonna half ass it, okay? Well, yeah, I'm just going. Uh, <laughs> no elaborate uh, rail system. No T T track in there. No. Yeah, no one have T track. No, it's not gonna have a back fence. I just don't find any need for those. His doesn't have a back fence either. Um, I like I debate. agree with that uh, that line like of thinking. A year ago, was yeah, like I a know. Debate about it, and, and but really, it's not anymore because no it's solved. There really is just not. You have you reference at the cut. That's it. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to do, I am going to do the T-track on both sides and I'm going to do the stop blocks on both sides. And those are walnut. There so, you go. There it is. There that's, what I, that's all um, I wanted. They're already made. They're from my old miter station. In the all forgiven. Yep. Okay. So your, so your old walnut station was, or old uh, miter station was all walnut? <laughs> my old, my stop blocks were all walnut. Uh, <laughs> so he had, he had massive stop blocks. They were, they were four huge, quarter though, yeah. like, like were, mantles. <laughs> <laughs> they were 16 quarter uh, stop. Oh, yeah, did I say four, four quarter? Yeah, I you did. I saved it. Son it's of cool. a bee. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bee. No, yeah, so that's going to be, I don't know, 
it, it should be done this week, I'm hoping. If I can get more time in the shop than I have been, I'll get it done. But I really need to get it done because I really want to get back to orders. I really miss making money on my hobby. <laughs> so, yeah. and I've got I've got some things I need to get done for some uh, for some uh, companies. So I need to get that stuff going this week immediately. So, what about you, Pete? What you got going on? Ah, oh, well, uh, our house just turned into like one of those TV shows where you just restore a bunch of furniture because that's literally all we've been doing. Um, Emma <laughs> has this like tiny desk that we rescued off the side of a road uh, because we're weird and we do that. Uh, it was in beautiful shape. It was just old and dated, not really too great. And she recently got a computer set up on there, and just her arms keep flopping off of it. She looks like a T-Rex <laughs> when she's using it, because it's just too short. It's like 16 inches deep. And I'm sorry, I got a great visual. <laughs> yeah, just, just like the t- Imagine just little T-Rex arms. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we wanted to refinish it and paint it. She's been thinking about painting it, and... Um, we watched a video of uh, Sam, a DIY huntress, and she she does a lot of like paint on wood. I've never painted wood, at least never like intentionally. You know, she paints paint. a lot of wood, right? She does well, not a, not a lot, but she does a good oh. job. She'll build some like you know like store bought pine furniture and make some really nice pieces and paint them, and you know, it'll tie it all together with like a nice uh, wooden top or something. She'll throw some poplar on there, some ash or something. So I also had this thick like i want to say six quarter inch uh or six quarter inch and a half uh tabletop for a coffee table and it's also it was like naughty pine it wasn't anything fancy also rescued off the side of the road it's just been sitting on my lumber rack for forever and i was like oh screw it you know what? Let's, let's use this so we threw it through the drum sander cleaned it up cut off the edges squared it up threw a chamfer on it and it looks so damn good I yeah was it, so does. Proud it of does it. yeah and it's just and it's you know Basically, two pieces of trash converted into this nice top. And it's now 24 inches deep. So there's a slight overhang on the back, which you can't even tell. Like, just it just kind of landed perfectly. It looks good. She's very happy with it. It's a nice, smooth, durable top. Uh, wipe on poly for the win. I love that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she Blanco? picked this. Oh, yeah. Love that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they improved their bottles. It's a, it's oh, a plastic I saw cap that. instead of the metal. The metal that cap. child I lock mean, thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How'd you get it open? Well, I used to have to open them with <laughs> you kick it? A, like pliers just to try to yeah, get it yeah. opened up. When it would get all gummy? Yep. Yeah. So she, we went to Home Depot and she picked out this like super rich, dark, deep purple color. And I was like, Bougie. oh God, this is, okay, I love you. Let's do it. I got a gallon of it because it was like $10 more than like I a saw quart. how much you had left over. <laughs> We didn't even use an inch of it. Yeah, you could do 20 <laughs> Everything of Pete makes the rest of the year is going to be purple. Dude, they're going to have like purple closets. It's either going to be a Barney theme or a Prince theme. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk customers into like purple furniture. <laughs> have you thought just about to, purple? Just to move the product, yeah. I'll give you 2% off. Uh, but you know what? It, and she applied it at first. And when it's like, when it was wet, it was like this bright, like kids room purple. And... Then it dried. No, it was really nice. She threw the original brass hardware on. Um, I like more modern hardware, but it's still, I think it looks pretty solid. So that's done. She's very happy. She's using it. She keeps smiling every time she sits at it. Um, plus, I keep doing that thing that anytime I make a table, I just, I have, every time I walk by it, I have to run my hand along it. <laughs> yeah, like feeling, I know oh, that. I made, I made you. That's yeah. how I'm with people's burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you got fired from Chipotle? <laughs> yeah, I can't work there anymore. <laughs> uh, nah, and aside from that, we, um, 
we refinished the mirror. Same thing. It was an old vanity that we we got a new vanity and the, we threw away that vanity. But we kept the mirror and just painted it black, hung it back up in the same spot over the new vanity, and just looks primo. And that's pretty much it. We uh we did say we pretended like we we're gonna actually leave the house and go to a lumber yard, and we just went to my lumber pile, which is the front <laughs> most part of my shop. And we just shopped this stack of, like, multiple different woods that I have. We picked one that we liked. We're going to make some shelves out of it. So it's going to be, nice. like, live-edge cherry, but it's been squared up on some of the edges. So it's, like, half live-edge, half straight. So it'll, I think it'll look nice. Wait, not on the same face, though. On the same face, yeah. But it actually looks pretty smooth. If you see my stories, it'll, it's, like, live-edge and where it would, like, Where continue. would I see your stories? Um, Instagram.com slash Petrie's Workshop. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. I'll check, it out. I'll check it out. It's fine. Yep. I'm not <laughs> trying to get followers, but if you know, follow, subscribe. <laughs> so we're just going to rip these things because they're about 16 inches wide. We're going to rip them down the middle. That's going to be our wall edge. And then mm-hmm. the other side, whatever we get out of it, we'll just throw it up on the wall. Nice. Should look pretty good. Nice. Cool. I, I have seen your stories. I knew what you were talking about. Just wanted to say that. I'm a better friend than Mike. Go on. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. We did, um, we did hear you. <laughs> Dan cut out for a second for us, uh, but I appreciate you watching my stories, Dan. Yeah, no and problem. Also, what's uh, what's up with you? What is up with me? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Trying to pay the bills, trying to make things, trying to make people happy. Um, Good luck. Yesterday was Saturday. If you're listening to this recently, um, I had a grounds management company ask me if I would make some just like really basic truck truck rails for his flatbed so i just threw them together real fast did that yesterday no stories no pictures i just wanted to get it done as soon as possible and then i'm working on another puppy gate that's going to go on a deck and i india inked some cedar and that looks awesome i really nice i really love the way indie ink plays with like softer woods i haven't tried it on a hardwood yet but i'll bet it looks good on ash Probably, As a matter of fact, I know ash. it looks good on ash. Um. Anyways, did did you have to uh, apply like a pre stain to it? Because no. softer woods sometimes no. you no. gotta. It's, it's different just, than a stain. You don't have to use it, right? It's Cause yeah. Because it's, it's, ink. It's so great. It, it applies so smooth. You can just slop it on, wipe it off. It looks so good. So I'm asking for a friend. Okay. Because um, he doesn't know about India ink. Can you explain India ink to him? It's definitely not me. I know it's. I'm a professional. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it's used for, to be perfectly honest. But but is it a stain? It's an ink. It's a it, literal it's literally ink. ink. Yeah, and, and you don't need very much of it, and it goes really far. Yes, it I saw. Really far. I've seen a couple people use it, uh, notably Nick Key of Nick Key, Key Woodworks. Key yeah. Woodworks, yeah, and uh, he used it on some. Um, what do you use it on? Like a vanity or something. So I picked mm-hmm. up a he bottle. Used it on his hall tree, his entryway hall tree. Was that it? Okay. Yeah, whenever sure. Maybe, whenever yeah. he posted about it, I was like, oh, I got to get some of that. And it's super mm-hmm. cheap. It's like $12 cheap, cheap. for a, a pretty big bottle. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes yeah. a really long way. It's and great. it's nice because it's pretty dead. It's like pretty midnight black, right? Yeah, it's a dead flat black. Yeah, I love it. It's really I, good I would for like, love um, to, to just use that as the finish. But the, the gate I'm working on, I had to put some spar urethane on it because it's going to be outside. So it's a little glossy. Don't you typically need to seal it with something yes you do You'd, because right? it because it, it is water soluble it'll wash right, right off right oh yeah so you need to lock it in there with something absolutely 
it it's really like good a stuff. really nice like almost look like and you Yvonne, if you really like burn yeah. the wood mm-hmm. it's just solid black i mean or like a nice deep stain it looked really nice i've never tried it but i, I want to try it now it's so fragile fragile there's another word I can't fragile <laughs> fragile mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's so delicate that if you try to brush on a finish it'll come off it'll come oh, really? off onto the brush yeah really? so you got to you basically have to spray it i oh. i really want to make something that has a maple top with a india ink black oh yeah substructure i think it would just look so sick so much good contrast there oh yeah like an ash base you know like le- like legs and an apron and like stuff, a and then curly maple would look great yeah with that. some ridiculous maple would look just awesome with that stuff damn i got some curly maple i want to try that mm. halch or uh what is that a, a sofa uh, what is that a couch table yeah sofa table sofa table yeah behind the sofa <laughs> couch <Yeah>. table <laughs> wait this, this exists a table that's also a couch <laughs> i must have it it's a convertible Ikea. table it's the McFlubin. It's a couch. You gotta get one. I mean, dude, during a quarantine, that's a perfect thing. Wait, I can eat dinner and I can be up on my couch. This is amazing. Yeah, so that's what I've been working on. That's all. Nice. And then uh, I yeah. have to I have to start on a bed, a queen size bed, pretty soon. Sweet. Looking forward I, to that. I, it's for you or for a client? Client. Nice. I'm I'm really happy to see and hear that you're still getting client work. Me too. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I, I, I like money. Yeah, obviously. This is, for those this is Dan's business. You know, Dan actually does this for a living. And it's good to know that people are still looking to improve their lives or, you know, get some furniture. So yeah. even with everything that's happening, people are still looking to get some custom pieces. And I'm in talks Absolutely. to do a large walnut countertop, butcher block style countertop for Ooh. another local client. That's going to be fancy. Yeah, well, it's not set in stone yet. We're still in talks, but that'd be nice. I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. I just want to see that. Yeah, me too. It's going to be, I figured it'd be uh, like 150 board feet of walnut. It's going to be a bit. Wow. It's mm. a lot of I, walnut. And not to jump back, but I actually ordered India Inc. Like, I think whenever Nick had posted that post about when he used India Inc. Actually, I think it was on their podcast. Uh, him and Hibbs were talking about that stuff, and I actually ordered it back then a long time ago, and I have it sitting in my shop, and I've never used it. I really, really, really want to use it soon. I was going to make a bench, like I was saying, with the India ink base and then a maple top, but then I yeah. got those legs from that guy, the uh, that 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 place out of Ohio that I was talking about, Bear Hollow. Yeah. I got those legs, and I, I just want to use them so bad. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I was just trying to cover time while Dan was lost in the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, um, Mikey. Hey, I got it. Um, do we want to jump? Ra- I mean, we're basically going to have an all-questions episode here. Yeah, so yeah. we're just doing all Everyone, questions. Everyone like, stepped up big time this week. Appreciate I, and, it. Appreciate it. Guys, yeah. everyone, not you two. You already know this, but everyone listening, I love you. For the questions. Yeah. That was great. Don't give me that look. Mike, on a Mike loves strong, it too. He's just, a, he's just a <laughs> tough father that like doesn't show to love. He doesn't show up to your recitals. <laughs> I felt really pretty in my tutu, Mike. You never show up in my recitals. No, yeah, we, you we guys really, came through. I mean, we got really, a lot of questions this episode. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, a lot really, of questions. Really, really, really appreciate it very much. We're really glad uh, we got all these questions. By the way, Mike, I noticed something today. Mm-hmm. Actually, over the last few days, but it finally clicked in my head today. Every time I watch your stories or your videos on YouTube, uh-huh. I notice more stickers 
or tags around your shop. I feel like every time I look, there's another like machine tagged with your logo. <laughs> I haven't added anything to it. Maybe I'm just finally noticing <laughs> I haven't added them? anything to a, a tool in a long time. I, I stickered everything up really early into this. Do you have like transparent stickers that are just like your logo with transparent backs, right? Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. I finally noticed I one on your bandsaw, the and then it clicked in my brain that like, oh, there's one on like, like no, the top I have of the bandsaw. So there isn't a single shot that I make where you don't see my logo in case my stuff gets stolen online. <laughs> That's literally I, why I do it. I gotta say that is so much better than like putting like a tag in a video, mm-hmm. like just on the bottom right. Uh, but actually, I'm the foreshadowing because I feel like we have a question about that later on. Do we? Uh, oh, do about we? V- some video stuff? Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> I gotta say, shout out, because that's that was smart. That's really smart. Every single it, shot had one of your tags in it. Yeah, I've got them in every single picture, because <laughs> I, I do don't that. want, because if some, like, account reposts them, you know, there. I want my name in there, <laughs> and I don't want there to be any question, because sometimes those reshare accounts, they'll reshare a reshare account and credit the reshare account. Yeah. And you won't <clears> get it. Yep. And Sketch. you won't get the credit. Where'd you so. get those uh, clear back or see-through stickers? The- Where'd I get them? Yeah. Sticker beat. sticker beat. I get all my okay. stickers from Sticker Beat. And if you use promo code coffee, you can get some from them too. Twenty <laughs> percent off. Sponsored, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Here. Not sponsored. I, I mean I am. But the sh- not sponsored but over- affiliated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're sponsor adjacent or I'm sponsor adjacent sponsor to them. Twenty percent off coffee. Coffee uh promo code. Um so yeah. That <laughs> they uh It's coffee with an EY, everyone. Coffee with an EY. EY. It's like the, the drink, but better. <laughs> um <laughs> Dan is not approving of that comment. <laughs> hard, hard pass from Dan. Uh, should we jump into the first question? Yes, please. Yeah, we got another one from Alex from Under the Water Woodworks and Design. I it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> nailed, nailed it. it. All right. Uh, Alex I'm is basically gonna... famous now. Like, really Alex is. is. Yeah. Alex Ray no. He is awesome. Did you, he won that. Um... Well, he won the mallet. No, no. Uh, oh. Raymond Rossiter won the mallet. Ray really? Rossiter, yeah. Oh, Ray, nice. nice. Yeah, Ray's a good dude, man. I'm real. I mean, I don't really. I, there's a bunch of people I would have loved to see win it, but I really like Ray. He's a good dude. Should made um, more mallets. But but Alex won. Um, was it the dovetail challenge? Um, what did he just win? Like a couple months back, he was first place. I'll have to find it now. I feel like a bozo, but <clears throat> he he won this a few months back. One of the challenges put on by uh, really, <laughs> Ann Briggs and. JKM are the ones who voted on it. Jonathan Katz Moses, and he won first place. Anyway, he does good work. I think I know what you're talking about, but I yeah, I don't think I don't know that it's a dovetail challenge. I'll look it up and have better information because I sound like a bozo. Let's listen to his question. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Ready? Hey guys, nice podcast last week. Always fun to listen to you banter a little about the nuances of fine woodworking. This week, I've got a good question for you. What is your absolute favorite interior wood finish? And why? Thanks so much. Go to Pete. Absolute favorite wood finish in, for the interior? Indoor interior. interior. Favorite, favorite interior wood finish, like for, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> furniture. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I broke up again. Shocker. I would say non-food uh, safe. I would say just like a piece, like if you're putting it on a, uh, on like a console table, which is what I was trying to remember earlier, uh, or like a coffee table or something. Right on. <clears throat> Oh, oh, I'm gonna hit spot. me, baby, uh, one more time. Hands down, wipe on poly. One of my go-to's. It's just so easy to get uh, get on onto your furniture. It's durable as hell once you let it cure properly. 
Uh, and that's the thing that not a lot of people do. They tend to, you know, even with just regular poly, they just tend to hit the wood and then try to use it after a day or so. And then they get that sticking. Mm-hmm. Where, like you put something on it and it sticks a little bit. Let it cure properly. You're going to be set. It's one of my favorites. It is a little, a little more expensive, which is ironic because you can get a can of poly for like way less. And it's basically just cut poly. Yeah, you just thin it down yourself. You thin it down yourself. Uh, I'm just lazy, so to get the Wadco, um, <laughs> wipe on poly. And it's just, I mean, one can will last me several months to a year, depending on how many pieces I do. Nice. Yeah, you know, so that's my go-to, personally. What about you, Dan? I also like the wipe on poly for uh, interior uh, wood finish. I use it for mostly tables. Anything that's going to see a lot of uh, activity, traffic. a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. yeah. endurance. You know, if you got kids... That are just beating up your tables, like your dining room table, whatever. Wipe on poly is great for that. Uh, I do. Well, what about something? So let me ask a follow up because that's a good point. What about for something that's not seeing as much traffic? Let's say you're sealing the edge of a large cabinet. You're going to go through a lot of it. You might not want to waste that wipe on poly. Lately, I've been using. Lately, I've been using uh, spray on uh, water based poly. I really like that. Hmm. It dries super fast. And it's it's still really durable. Oh, I'll go. What about my? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was. So, I'm literally pointing I to me. So a bunch. focused on you stroking your. I'm not even saying he's not hearing anything. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. I'll go. It's fine. We um, we got this down. We're pros. We got it. Just mesmerized. <laughs> um, what do, what do I use? You said, um, yeah, Mike, no, what do you for use? the most part, uh, for high traffic, it's a wipe on poly. I really like polycrylic a lot yeah. as well. Um, which is, I I'll do the, uh, foam brush for, for high traffic stuff. That's what I'll use. Um, obviously with the wipe on oil poly, you're going to get some yellowing with the polycrylic. You're going to get basically a clear finish. So it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Um, for like decorations, home, home decor, like, uh, something you're throwing up on the wall. I really love, love Simple Finish. It is amazing. It's so nice. It smells good, and it's just awesome stuff. I use it all the time. All the time. It's basically, it's like all natural finish, right? Yeah. Fairly yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just like oil and beeswax and a bunch of other fun stuff. It's a, it's a lint, boiled linseed oil based. You boiled can smell it. Based? So I made a lazy susan for a centerpiece like back in september or something for our for our dining table and i put maker or a simple finish on that and it still looks amazing i mean the stuff that thing gets beat up my son will just smash it and hit it really it's a it's a walnut lazy susan it's good stuff i love the stuff Mm. i've put on a ton of stuff in our house i've always wondered how uh, it held up so um one of my first set of bottle openers that I guess would have been sold a year ago now, they, I was over at their house and it looks fine. Hmm. And they're like alcoholics. <laughs> so I think it's used. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of people. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's held up really well. It's, it's good stuff. And it, it makes my, I like the smell of the stuff, but if you don't like the smell of boiled linseed oil, you're not going to like make a uh, simple finish. I keep saying maker finish. It's simple finish, but I really like that stuff. But, Polly is it's just maker so, brand, right? Maker it's brand, maker brand, brand yeah, yeah. Finish. It's the it's the modern maker boys and four eyes. So, and here's um, the thing: like, there's nothing wrong with these like boiled linseed oil, tongue oil, uh, all that stuff is great. It does cure uh, quite nicely. You give it some time, and it's going to hold up pretty well. You know, 
personally, I just like the boiled linseed oil thing for me. Call me weird, but the whole like it could catch fire if you just yeah, right. and throw it out always kind of spooked me. Um, so I use tongue oil instead, and that's always held up well. I have a ton of it. That's actually my my like non high traffic area. Like if I am doing some you know around the house stuff that might go up on a wall or something, I'm gonna throw some tongue oil on it because that's correct just me easy. if I'm wrong. Isn't tongue oil more durable than poly? It might be. I don't know. I just always like the way it applied. Me, I, I thought, just like I really have no with, idea. Dried faster. I thought it was like incredible. I thought it was more durable than poly because you could put it on if you put it on like tongue oil on. Uh, I mean, something you just throw it in the water and it lasts. From what was my understanding with poly with uh, tongue oil, I could be wrong, but I'm not. Um, I smell another <laughs> test coming. I really, you could I really, be right. I smell I, another test sure coming. That. Yeah, another test. Oh, Dan's angry. <laughs> no, no, Dan's I, got another test. If you guys have been mis- following Dan's tests, please do. <laughs> it's one test. It's very intense. It's one test. <laughs> It's three, three tests in one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I could be mistaken, but I'll I'll do some uh, reading after this. But I'm pretty sure that tongue oil is like really good for exterior. Huh. Like I think it's like really good for if you put it on teak. I mean, well, I, yeah, teak I know super that. Water resistant yeah. anyway. But if you put it on teak, like you, that's what they do with boats. <laughs> so huh. anyway, um, but yes, I agree. Tongue oil. I like boiled linseed oil. My I made my dog's bed out of it. That's in our living room. And it's just um, uh, not pine. Um, it's the hardwood poplar. It's poplar. Uh, might as well be poplar. The hardwood of pines. Yeah, the hardwood <laughs> of pines. Um, it's poplar and boiled linseed oil, and that thing still holds up. My dog, you know, she's a dog. She's a two hundred pound dog. It's doing pretty good. I mean, it's not as strong as Polly by any means, but it's nice. It's nice. And my house didn't burn down. I also really like rattle can lacquer. For like, oh my god! For shop furniture, it's the best. Yeah, for well that, and I use it on picture frames. I make a lot of picture frames. Oh yeah, I yep. love it for that. Yep, it's, it dries so I fast, it. and it's it looks good. Deft, yeah, deft is the best. It's my favorite. I don't know if you have Ace Hardware's where you live. I do, but they actually have a house brand of Ace Hardware spray can lacquer that I actually really like too, and it's usually cheaper than Deft. Really? Yeah, I really I might like have to it. check that it's out after stuff. the quarantine. <clears throat> the Ace Hardware. Poly, however, it stays tacky for way longer than it should. So I don't like that stuff. But anyway. Uh, and uh, shout out to Shellac. Uh, it doesn't get a lot of... Uh, I've I, never I, used it. I, I've used it a couple times, uh, mainly at the woodworking school because we have it. And I've used it with um, my buddy Glenn. I finally picked up a can of it. I gotta say, it, look, it looks really nice. And what's funny is growing up, uh, growing up in uh, Poland back in the day, <laughs> to finish a project was the the term was to shellac it, mm-hmm. and that was like just the that was the, the base like you just use shellac. So That's, like I came you know like growing up as I was like learning more finishes like oh it's like not everyone uses shellac. <laughs> That's one of the oldest finishes, right? I mean, it's yeah, beetle, it's made it's of like, beetle excrement. Yeah, like that. That's what I was going to say. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I have I was going to make some. I got denatured alcohol and I have the shellac flakes in my shop, but I never oh, you got have to the it. actual flakes. Yeah, I have the bag of the flakes. I want to make some myself because I was watching a Jonathan Katz Moses video about finishes and he had shellac in there. I was like, oh, I got to try it. And he was talking about making your own and it was so cheap. I can make like two gallons of it for like 16 bucks it, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. really cheap. The but problem you, uh, is it's it only good for a year. It as long. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah only it's only good for a year. a year. Jay Katz is why I made all that board goo a while back because he made some and I was yep. like, oh, that's pretty simple. I can do that. It is. That's, that's how I did mine as well. Here's um, the thing. Even if you did a gallon, it's still going to be cheaper than getting a can of it. And oh, yeah. 
if it goes mm-hmm. bad at the end of the year, you know what? You got a bunch of projects out of it, and then you. I made forty eight little three ounce jars out of, you know, whatever I got. I think I only spent like thirty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Did you? It was um, four parts mineral oil to uh, one part beeswax. Yep. And oiled down. I threw yep, a I little coconut thing. oil in there too for. Uh, Ooh. Fanciness. The beeswax I, I had had an orange flavor to it. It was orange blossom beeswax. It smells so good but it doesn't have that ddw label on it yeah so it's not as cool yeah i'm starting to think <laughs> mike only that. uses finishes for their smell <laughs> yeah it smells really good so i use it yeah. this is delicious this <laughs> cocoa butter doesn't do anything but it smells great <laughs> it's delicious. just rubbing chocolate on my boards <laughs> mike why do all your bottle <laughs> openers have teeth marks on them <laughs> leave me alone i'm starving <laughs> Uh, all right let's uh let's jump to the next uh, question. another question another it's it's uh christy from oak hill millworks Ooh. we'll call her a uh, friend of the show same with Alex. oh absolutely hey guys what's up it's christy from oak hill millworks and i was wondering if you guys could discuss a little bit about wood movement and possibly the factors that play into that and if you guys could touch on um, more common types of joinery used to prevent excess wood movement over time, that would be awesome. Especially in terms of um, bigger furniture builds like tabletops. I would be really interested to hear your thoughts on yeah, how to avoid excess wood movement over time as it relates to like uh, moisture content and maybe what types of joinery you use to secure the tabletop. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Peace. Mike, All right, I take this one. I'll jump into this one. Uh, you can't prevent wood movement. <clears throat> what? N- I know that's crazy. <laughs> that's it. You can't prevent wood movement. Uh, you just can't. You just have to factor your build around wood movement. Correct. Um, Mother Nature no always joint- wins. Yep, it will always move. You can't minimize it. You can't stop it. It will happen no matter what. Um, There's no joints that minimize it. There's no joints that can fight it. You just have to use your joints and hope that they last. And there's no joint that you can use to attach a tabletop to a base that will fight wood movement either. The best thing you can do is use figure eight clips or Z clips um, I've been using the Z clips in the last like two months. They are amazing and super easy to use. There's a lot of options out there actually, but <clears throat> uh, wood movement will always win. It's a factor. The The main thing is, is obviously you want to make sure the wood you're using is properly dried um, and that it's actually dried to where it needs to be. And that could be different for where I live compared to where Pete lives compared to where Dan lives. It's all about, say it with me. Relative humidity. Relative humidity. Okay, thank you. (laughs) You want the wood to acclimate to its current climate. Right. And, um, you know, when I go and get wood from my lumber store, it sits in my racks for a couple weeks before I ever touch it. And uh, I don't buy a project. I don't buy wood to use it that same day. You're just asking for trouble because the humidity from the lumber yard to my house is going to be different. It's right. It's certain. There's no question about that so and if you're making a project in the dead of winter and you see it in the summer it's going to swell a little bit i see it all the time wood's just going to move and that has Mm -hmm. to do with what mike said it's all about the humidity and Mm -hmm. even if it's indoors in your house 
it's still going to get humidity. I, I've heard that several times from people. Yeah, but I'm going to keep it inside. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yep. I, I was talking with um, the gal at Wagner Meters, and she was telling me that hardwood companies, or sorry, flooring companies, when they when they put in new hardwood, not engineered like laminate floor, when they put new engineered hardwood floor into houses, they will warranty the floor, but only if the homeowner maintains a relative humidity in the house of a certain parameter, and they will in fact leave a um, a humidity. Uh, what would, would that be that reads humidity? Hum, humidity? Humidimeter? Anyway, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> I like that. that sounds right. Humidimeter? No, we really know what we're talking about here. <laughs> they'll they'll leave one that records the temp the uh, humi- the relative humidity every hour for the whole, during the duration of that warranty. So it was pretty wild to me learning about that. But huh. I mean, I mean that would t- that makes sense. That would be an expensive yeah. repair. <laughs> Right. Yep. What if what if the homeowner had left the AC on during the summer or whatever? That's going to cause a ton of moisture to come into the house as well. Or it's a vacation house that doesn't <clears> get full AC and heat all the, right. all the way around the clock. Right. Yep. 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 So anyway, there's there's no way to get around wood movement. That just isn't. And okay. um, you simply have to build with wood movement in mind. And I yep. I agree with Mike. The whole Z clips. Anytime you're attaching tabletops. Z clips are your best friend. I actually make my own literally from any scrap flat metal that I have around a shop. Mm. All it needs is one hole to attach a screw to the tabletop and any yep. other part just goes into the, you know, if you cut a rabbit the all the way around, that's fine. If you have a, uh, actually a, a biscuit, biscuit joiner is great. You just pop yeah. in a biscuit hole and you've got a perfect spot for a Z clip mm-hmm. in an apron. Um, but why don't we, uh, why don't we ask the guy that actually builds furniture for a living? Dan? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, all wood moves. All of it. Mm-hmm. Tabletops are generally more uh, prone to cause a problem just because they're bigger panels. A big panel is going to give you more of a problem than like a small rail or a small leg. Those all move, but it's the big panels because they all move together. And I'm, I'm showing you with my hands <laughs> that they all move together. <laughs> um, so, yeah, w- whenever we're talking about wood movement, you, we're usually talking about big panels like tabletops and whatnot. And Z clips are used to keep tabletops attached to like a table base with movement in mind, and they allow for movement. Yeah, yeah. and that's now because. If, go ahead, Pete. Uh, if you're attaching to a metal base, so for example, if you have some metal legs that you bought online, you got to make sure that they're slotted right holes. They're not mm-hmm. just a straight bolt hole because you will blow that top out. And mm-hmm. if there's one thing that I cannot stress enough that a lot of people omit is never finish one side of a table. Yes. Finish both sides because if you f- if you finish the top and don't finish the bottom, guess what? It's absorbing humidity from the bottom all all year round and it's going to shrink and move and it's going to want to curve on you. So if it's not secured right, it's going to blow out. That yep. reminds me. I just finished repairing and restoring a 150-year-old rocking chair. This thing was butte perfect or or built perfectly and it it's in great shape but it still needed repairs because of the years and years of wood movement change in the seasons i mean it doesn't matter how good you make it if it's made out of wood it's going to move and it's going to eventually probably come apart even if it is going to need to be restored 100 years down the road yeah right 
Yeah. So there's there's it's just not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and there's no right. way to stop it. So Right. Build with um, it in mind. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um I don't know how much more in depth we can go into that. Not I think really. it's just one of those Yeah, we can't. I mean, it's just one of those things that you have to uh pick up and learn. Um assume it will specifics. Just build with that in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's like obviously you don't want to frame a wood panel in a wooden frame. It'll blow out. You know. <laughs> well, let's jump into question three because we're moving right along here. So this is from another Eric. Voicemail, sweet. Another voicemail, yes. Damn, another God, voicemail. You guys killed it. I love all these voicemails. <clears throat> yeah, right? we got four this week. It's pretty awesome. I'm gonna hit play on this for right now. Hey guys, Eric with Seven Bridges. Um, just wondering what kind of video recording equipment you guys use in your shops. Pete, easy. All right, so you guys sit back. There's gonna be a long list. Okay. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Let me get my, hold on, give me a pen and paper. Yep. <laughs> I use my iPhone 11 Pro. Okay. Uh-huh. Pro Max, of course. You know, right. going for the top shelf. Uh, mm-hmm. I use that for a majority of any of my posts, anything uh, quick, any of my stories, and most of my recording. However, if I'm recording a lot of feature-length stuff that I have started to get into, uh, because I'm trying to do some YouTube videos, that I actually have my previous model, iPhone 8 Plus. Still a pretty decent camera, still records 4K at 60 frames a second, um, and I can do 1080 at 120, and that's something you want to focus on because you want to be able to slow that video down if needed, and you want it to look smooth. Uh, and that's the only two things I use. And and an iPhone's fine. You know, you don't need a fancy camera. I think it looks pretty good. They definitely do have their pros, and if you have the money or have the equipment already, like certain people, Dan, um, <laughs> you know, it is recommended, but a good phone, an iPhone, one of the new Android phones, iPhone's better, by the way. Um, (laughs) they're, I think they're a great tool to use. Uh, audio stinks, but the video is pretty good. Before I give my answer, I would, I just want to say those new iPhone 11s are amazing at video and taking pictures. My wife has one. I don't have one yet, which kind of bums me out, but they're great. With that said, I have an iPhone XS max, that I, that I use. And then I also have all my photography equipment. It all works as video equipment too. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, it's a hell of a long list. Basically, I just have, <laughs> I just have a, a Canon 5D Mark IV and I have a 5D Mark III and a 5D Mark II. Awesome, though. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. And also, there's the numbers. They all sound so good. <laughs> right. And I also have a little Fuji, uh, <clears throat> XS100 or X100S. Yeah. Fuji X100S. It's basically just a little retro-looking camera, but it, it records in HD as well. Oh, hmm. and if I could just... One other thing. Best piece of camera equipment I have, and Mike has more of this than I do, shop lights. Oh, yeah. Good shop lights. That's, best camera that's hella important you can get right is there. proper lighting. 100%. Yeah. All right. I rest my case. Mike? Um, I have my iPhone 11 Pro Max as well, and that's it. Twinsies. I, yeah, I I use um, a twenty five dollar lavalier mic to do my on screen recording when I do YouTube, <clears throat> and I use my Blue Yeti for my voiceovers, um, and then everything's on my iPhone. I really, really would like to get either a nice camera, and I'll be consulting Dan when I do that and when it's time because I'd like to hit from two angles, especially for the YouTube videos, because it's like cheating when you, you can tell the difference between a single shot video and a two shot video. It's just 
totally different. They look so much better. I really should so, do that too. <clears throat> I re- yeah, you should for your videos. I just you need have to get a second cameras. tripod. Right. <laughs> and I have the tripods too. That's the thing. I Because I have different tripods for different situations in the shop. So I'd really like to get a nice camera. But I don't think that's going to be happening till the end of the year for my shop. So Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> uh, I got I got some resources where you can yeah, get a I, good I deal. I, I, I'll definitely be uh, barking up your tree for that because... I, I mean, you know, I'm not a pro like you. I don't take professional photography, but I do want to invest in the future of my content creation. So um, I'm not going to go cheap, you know. Uh, that's not my style. So I want to get something that's going to last me a long time. I want to buy once, cry once with my uh, with my camera. So um, <clears throat> that's something I really, really want to get into this year really bad. But the one thing that I don't want to get into is having to work on, because I can do everything on my iPhone. I shoot and edit in my iPhone. I can get done with being in the shop at the night and then go hop in bed and lay in bed and edit a video for the next day on Instagram or start working on a YouTube video for that week. Transferring and moving across multiple devices sounds horrible to me, and I'm super resistant to it. It's just so hard to find time as it is. My mind is still blown that you edit this entire podcast on your phone. Yeah, and yep. I do the podcast on my phone too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I learned that crazy. like last week, and I'm like, uh, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love editing though. Luckily, and now that we're kind of getting this thing all figured out, it's really smooth. Really nice. The pre pre editing video or audio editing that we do on our ends now definitely does a lot of the work for us. Oh, for sure. And that's another thing. That's why you want a good camera. You want some good audio on that camera if you are speaking while you're recording. Because doing it in post is just a nightmare. Like I, another camera I'm going to be adding to my repertoire now is uh, I have a GoPro, a uh, small session uh, that just I might literally just mount permanently over my table saw hmm. for like over the head shots. I want to play around with it a little bit and just like cut the video in. But one thing you have to keep in mind, and Dan, you probably worked with this before, is it's color matching. Mm-hmm. You can with certain setups, you can tell you got a completely different camera shooting a different angle. Uh, because it'll go from like yellow light to pure white or blue tint. What is this? That could be. How does it color match in the software? Uh, no, so it's just certain cameras when they record, they just kind of apply whatever light they're collecting, depending mm-hmm. on the lens and the sensor. Yeah. You might have like a yellowish hue on one camera and like a bluish hue on another. And that could be because you're using fluorescent lights in your shop too. Those are the worst. Get rid of right. those and get some LED lights if that's what you're using. Yeah. I know you just alluded to it, but lighting, I mean, you can, if you're, if you're doing Instagram, if you're not, not even talking about YouTube, I mean, if you're doing Instagram posts and you have a poorly lit post, it looks so bad. It looks terrible. It looks bad. Matt, 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 all of his shots are dark. Shapeshifter woodworks. Right. Uh, He's got the most beautifully lit shop in all of Instagram. But it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but his are. He does it. He does it right. Obviously, he knows. You what, can tell Matt he has lighting in there. He knows what he's yeah, doing. I mean, absolutely. If you got some guy recording a poor, I have eighteen twenty two hundred lumen lights in my shop. <laughs> I can't even see shadows when I do recordings anymore. I was just editing a video before we hopped on here, and I was like, "There's no shadows. This is amazing. There's no <laughs> shadows." Uh, you got. I mean, lighting really makes a big deal, and that's not a super expensive investment. No. And it's not even. It's it's good for more than just content creation. It's good for your work. 
you can see shadow, you can see lines that you wouldn't sh- see in poor lighting. You can see issues that you wouldn't catch before. So, um, yes, you can hop on that. Amazon and get yourself a little LED light panel for video editing or video recording rather. Um, and I think it's like 40 bucks, maybe, maybe 50 bucks. It's great. And it, and it, you can change the color tone of it. I have one. Hmm. Why? I think I have three no of kidding. them. Yeah, they're fantastic. I'll get, I'll send you guys a link. Yeah, shoot me a link. Um, that's how I anyway. took our, our podcast cover photo with the little LED. Panel. <laughs> I love yeah. that picture. Oh, you did such a good so job good. on that. Um, the intro music. Oh, oh I was going to say, do, do you guys have, do either of you have experience with the, what was the camera you just mentioned? The action camera. Oh, the GoPro. Yeah. Do either of you have experience with those? The GoPro? Yeah. I was looking at a Hero 8, I think it was. That's just a new, like every, every year they just, they have they amazing, make, yeah, it's iteration. They better have, and greater ones. They have amazing stabilization. Sorry. Yeah, I was shooting on a 4 for a while for like some just background stuff when Mm -hmm. I was shooting some videos. And the one thing you got to focus on, those are action cameras. They're extremely wide angle if you set them that way. But you can set it to shoot at more of a kind of regular, you know, not having that super stretched out side to your video. The fisheye lens effect. Thank you. Um, As long as you set it to that, anything above a 4... I think anything above a three is capable of 4K. So even if you can get a deal on like a five or a six or the session, you're already in a like better boat than some of these people recording out there. Well, I do 4K everything 4K at 30. Um, I upped. I was doing 24 for up until maybe like February, and then I changed everything to to 30. And I like it a lot more. It seems to upload a little clearer onto Instagram and you, well, I wasn't really doing YouTube, but for Instagram, it uploads a little cl- clearer. So I'm doing 4k at 30, but you can only upload to 1080p on Instagram anyway. So I export out at 1080p, but, um, <clears throat> that doesn't matter. But what I was thinking is I wanted to get my phone. I would also like to get a nice camera after I consult with Dan, but I was thinking about grabbing one of those GoPros as well. And I kind of want to run like, <clears throat> uh, you know what Unistrut is? No. So it's a, it's a piece of steel that's shaped like a C, but mm-hmm. so the C, but like it's a harder line C yeah, and okay. but on, it has a flange that returns like this and they make these trolleys that actually fit in the Unistrut and you can hang a camera mount off of them. And I was oh, thinking about sorry. running one down the middle of my shop because I, I have Unistrut at my work for, I just grab a 20 foot stick of Unistrut attached to my, my ceiling and then the trolleys are like 20 bucks. And I was thinking about running a phone or camera mount on that so I can get really cool angles from around my shop would from be bird's cool. eye. Wouldn't that be cool? And the that investment would be, would be really cool. low. And if you're going to totally get agree a, with that. If you're going to get a GoPro, go with the GoPro Hero 7 Black or the 8. Because That's, they have amazing stability control. Oh, the stabilization. I want yeah. the stabilization. Yeah, get the yeah. 7 or well, the 8 then. I won't move it for the shot. So the trolley is not motorized. It's just a it's just a bearing and wheels. I mean, it's just it just rolls on the track, so it's not like a slide. Man, I really want to slide really bad. I have one. But, I never um, use it. You need to use it, dude. It's it collecting so dust sick. on my bandsaw. Send it to me, dude. I'll give you twenty bucks right now. <laughs> um, I got one of those too, Pete. Oh, so, I love that thing. <laughs> For those of you well, that can't see, I'm holding it. Which uh, is everyone? Osmo gimbal. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Osmo gimbals are are pretty good too. They work pretty well. They're actually great for if you just pop them on a, a tripod and set up a time lapse because you can uh, you could actually set different points that you want it to follow. Yeah. So as you're working through your process, you just shoot a single time lapse. Really nice little tool. My ho- I have one. 
I have a Hohem is the name of the brand. It's a Chinese whoa, brand. Whoa, we're going to have to beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does the same thing. I actually I think really I have like the same the brand, Mike. It was like 75 bucks. I uh, yeah, I got it on sale from from a from 100 down to 75 yeah. bucks. I actually I didn't I wasn't I couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out, and then I was like I got to sit down and figure this thing out. And mm-hmm. it has a lot of function and a it lot does. of features in it. So It does and I never um, use it. It's sitting in the back of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, think I figured it out once. That yeah, about we, equipment. We have definitely you know, killed that here's, question. Here's the thing: like as you get deeper and deeper into the, con- I mean, Dan, he's already super deep in it. That's that's his job. I mean, other than woodworking, he's a photographer, so he 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 knows about that already. But I don't know, know a whole lot about video, though. Whenever I have video questions, I go to Nick Key. Yeah, Nick Nick's, Nick's the man. Um. But, you know, I started on my iPhone, whatever the last iteration of iPhone was. Now I'm like, I really want to get a GoPro and I want a separate standalone camera and I'm going to use my iPhone still. So it's a rabbit hole. But as is everything. Yeah, it's just it's like everything. The more you learn it, the more you get into it, the more you're going to want to make it better. So just keep that in mind (laughs) because it's going to get crazier and crazier. Um. We've got a question from John with Texas Yankee Carpentry. Want me to jump into that? Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Let's go. Hey, what's up, guys? John over here at Texas Yankee Carpentry. Hope you guys are all doing great. You guys are all awesome. I love the podcast. You guys are killing it. My question for you guys is kind of like a two-part question. One, is there anything that you've always wanted to build but just either haven't had the time to or just never got around to it? And the second one is, are there any techniques or new things that you'd like to teach yourself as a woodworker to improve your craft or your knowledge or anything like that? So thank you. Keep killing it. I'm going to keep listening. Take care, guys. What do you think, Pete? It's always me. Ah, I never have time to think. Okay. What uh, do you think, one Dan? One thing I've always wanted <laughs> I don't, to build. I want to hear what Pete says <laughs> no, first. No, no, don't do <laughs> I've, I can go first if you want. I've always I mean, wanted to, but I, I don't have the space for it in our current place. And we just got a new table. Is a a live edge, like wide dining room table, like a mm-hmm. nice big, you know, forty eight or more inch wide by like you know enough to sit six to eight people easily. I've always wanted to build like one of those big badass tables that like uh, what's the company that pours all the crazy epoxy things. Makes, Black Forest Timber uh, Co. Black Forest, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't need it to have. I don't need it to be a river table, but even live edge. So I've always wouldn't just make one of those because I think they are genuinely beautiful. It doesn't need to be overly, you know, epoxied or whatever. But I've always wanted to make one. But here's the stipulation: I want to make the legs myself. That's why I want to learn welding. That's one of the things that I. That's to answer a second question is one part of woodworking that I'd like to learn: welding. What? Mm. Not woodworking, but it's just, I think it just goes really well with this skill, you know? So if you want to build tabletops, if you want to save a lot of money on hardware, that's one way to do it. It's just make it yourself. Learn how to cut it, learn how to weld it. Even just a basic welder will get you pretty far. Most people are just using, you know, the, what is a stick welding? They're not mm-hmm. even dealing with uh, gas or anything else, so... I personally, that's that's my thing. Just a giant, badass table. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Um, I've been lucky enough to make giant live edge tables, and I'll tell you what, they are a lot of work. People don't realize it. They they think, oh, it's just one piece of wood, and you just sand it and go. It takes a lot of work. It's sanding for like two years. It's right? sanding years for days and days and days, <laughs> and then on top of that, you got to make sure it's flat, and that's 
uh, a process in and of itself. Um, but anyways, since I've had the, the pleasure of making those, I've always wanted to, personally, I'd like to remodel my kitchen and make all, all the cabinets myself. I would really love to do that. Mm-hmm. Like some nice hickory cabinets or something, rustic hickory. I think it'd look great. Um, I don't think my wife agrees with me, but, <laughs> you know, I'm slowly pushing her towards that. Um, as far as, <laughs> as far as something I'd love to learn, um, I really, I really would like to try like incorporating more dovetails in my work, maybe on drawers and stuff, hand cut dovetails. But then again, that, man, that takes so much time and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make money at this. So it's like, I, I don't know if I can find that balance of doing that and d- meeting deadlines and stuff. So, but I would like to do it someday. Nice. Yeah. For me, for a dream, yeah, <laughs> for me, a dream project would be, um, well, obviously, I mean, I haven't finished it, but my guitar, that was even before woodworking. I wanted to make a really nice guitar. Um, but my current dream project is to replace all the furniture that's in the room I'm in right now. I want to replace everything that's in here because I hate all this furniture. So I w- that's going to be a bed, a desk, a media center, two nightstands, a small coffee table. And um, that's pretty much it for in here. But also I want to just, just our whole house, I guess. Like now, just all the furniture. Coffee table is just like a branded table by made by you, or you? Yeah, an just any table. I'm just table. gonna have my brand on it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll that's have one of his with a coffee. It'll have one of his shop table. stickers right in the middle of it. <laughs> right in the middle. I don't want someone putting that in their video and saying it's theirs. No, um, <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I definitely want to replace. I want to build every piece of furniture in my house, which obviously isn't realistic because I don't know how to do, uh, you know, leather work or. Uh, what is it when you sew couch cushions? <laughs> Whatever that is. I don't even know what upholstery. it's called. Obviously, uh, I don't know. How to do it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Upholstery. I don't know how to do any of that. But, you know, I like to build as much furniture as I could. I actually then, like that idea like of like replacing existing furniture in your house. You know what you hate about it. You mm-hmm. know what you'd like in it. And mm-hmm. it makes it really easy to like draw it up. Yep. That's my dream. That's what I want to do. What, I, what That was one of the reasons I got into this is I was like, I want to replace the stuff I don't like in our house. Like we have a nice, we have a really, really nice uh, dining room set or not dining room set. We have a really nice furniture set in our upstairs living room, uh, but the coffee table that matches with it and then two end tables are so hideous. I cannot stand them, but the actual couches and the sofas are actually really, really nice leather. I really want to replace those that coffee table and those end tables really bad. They just look terrible. So that's kind of one of the things I was like, eh, maybe I could do woodworking. Eh, so. <laughs> um here we are but like for like skills i want to (laughs) learn i mean sit back and grab a sandwich because it's going to be a long list but i mean (laughs) i mean in the immediate it's like um it's dovetails that's basically i want to spend i want to do the 30-day dovetail challenge in may i want to get better at hand tools in general uh i'm just i just want to be better at them i i don't think that you have to do one or the other it's just my personal thing that I want to learn for myself. I want to learn how to, how to use them properly. I want to know when it's the best case to use things. I want to know when it's the best case, when to not use things. I just want to be better at them in general. Um, finishes and finishing products. I want to get better at, I have a pretty small 
I have a pretty small list of products that I use for finishes and I'd like to know more about those and which ones are better for each use case as well. Um, I don't think I'm having any issues with any of my finishes, but I'd like to be more confident in my, like the question earlier about what interior finish do you use? I like simple finish, but I've used like five finishes ever for interior (laughs) finishes. So it's kind of like, how do I know that answer? I'm not really qualified to answer that question. So, um, there's just a lot of things I want to learn. There's just an unending list. I think that's why I love woodworking so much because I'll never, never learn all the things. Yeah, never you're just done. never done. You're never going to be done learning stuff. I'd also like to get better at pocket holes. I just, <laughs> I, I really think I can get step out. that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So this is our last podcast. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I keep setting them wrong and just drilling through the piece. <laughs> well, at least you didn't set the pocket holes. And realize after you did it that you can't actually use those pocket holes. What a buffoon would do that. Total buffoon. Total buffoon. Sounds like you need a 90 degree uh, angle drill bit attack. Listen, here's the thing. I love this community. (laughs) I got no less than 55 (laughs) DMs telling me to do that (laughs) over the last 24 hours. (laughs) I could not believe how many people... either thought I didn't know those existed or didn't <laughs> think I had one. <laughs> I was like, it was really nice of everyone to help. So I really appreciate it. And no one was like, Hey, dumb, dumb, use one of these 90 degree angles. Yeah. It was all like out of helpful, but I could not believe I've never had, I'm pretty, I like to be really open when I make mistakes in my stories. I like to be like, Hey, you know, I bo- made a boo-boo here. Here's what I'm going to do to fix it. I've never had a response like that from anything ever that I've posted in a story where I've had that many people send me the same exact answer. <laughs> it was mind-boggling. I got that from... good to know I, that if we ever need help, they'll help. I got that right, from I the, want, the glue test. Like, the glue right. test. Same <laughs> we haven't talked Even about I that yet. I messaged you. Everybody did. I got at least a dozen <laughs> messages of that, that same glue test video. And I'm like, oh, really? Y'all need to stop. <laughs> I know. I'm doing this out of <laughs> fun now. We're doing a bit. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, I would. I absolutely want those messages to come. That's not a complaint. I just thought it was. Funny. Oh yeah. Was like, oh, here we go. I, 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 you know how you get the like request? They want to rec- message you yeah. like six. Yeah. It's like I woke up this morning to like fifteen or sixteen. Oh, it's God. literally the same exact Amazon link. <laughs> Have you seen one of these? It's <laughs> like, oh, what? Those exist? Of course. I've-. Anyway, it was just. But I really do appreciate the feedback. That's awesome. So <laughs> people care, Mike. Um. So, do we want to do some questions that were written in by hand? Ooh. So, we're right around about an hour recording. Already? Oh, no kidding. So, let's do maybe well, hold one on. or two written questions. Real quick, we we dilly-dallied for about 10 minutes before we... No, it was about four minutes before we actually hit re- started talking about the show. It's fine, because we're about 102. But that's... I mean, yeah. I'm okay going over an hour. Uh, oh, hey, yeah. audience, are you guys okay going over an hour? Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. You have to keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we do uh, – now, here's the thing because uh, the, the trap is the next question we're going to answer. And we're going we're gonna to all answer it as quickly and as easily as possible because this is an episode. Don't answer this next one. Let's not do this next one. You I'll sure? read the next one. It's, it's it? a whole episode. Yeah, it's I really a whole episode. Because I want to talk about it. But yeah. So let's do – Mike, why don't you hop on the one that you're going to – Yeah, do? let's let, – it's a really good question. It's just going to take too long. Um. I'll just jump into this next one because I know we can answer it really quick. The question is from Jake Vance at JV Woodworks. Everyone loves sanding, right? <laughs> How high of a grit do you sand to for furniture? 
do you vary it based on the finish you'll use, stain, Danish oil, poly, etc.? Um, yes. I'll jump in real quick and say, yeah. Yeah. Generally, I fin- I sand up to 240. I know Rubio, you can't sand past 120 or 180. I think it's um, 150. I can't remember which one. Anyway, you can't sand up very high because somehow it smooths itself out as you apply it. Yeah. Um, but for everything else, I basically sand to 240. But you can <clears> – <throat> for my guitar, I'm going to be sanding it to 3,000. So it just depends on what the thing is. I mean, I'm going to be putting, be putting whatever finish I put on there and it's going to get sanded up super, super high. So um, the answer is – the short answer is yes, I sand to different – finish or just different grits depending on the item i'm making yep same dan um ditto (laughs) um yeah uh i i usually jump between grits too like i'll go 80 120 220 and i know a lot of people like oh you gotta you gotta do all the grits in between and i've never had a problem with it no but uh i'll do 80 to 120 if i'm gonna stain something 80 and 120 only if i'm doing like a a a Live edge table or something. I'll start with sixty grit and then do eighty one twenty. Um, but if I'm not gonna stain anything, it's just gonna get straight finish like polyurethane or whatever. I'll go up to two twenty or three twenty. Yeah, I I'm a trido, not d- ditto, but trido. <laughs> <laughs> I also agree with you guys. Uh, yeah, and, and do you guys know why? In most cases, you shouldn't go past around two twenty two forty. That's because the, apparently the sawdust gets so fine that it clogs the pores of the wood and it doesn't absorb the finish and stain that well. Makes sense uh, to me. I learned that from an old woodworker that brought in his like finished piece, sanded like 500 to a, a finishing shop and they had to rough it up, literally beat it up in a corner. Wow. I know. I, I had yeah. heard that the, <laughs> beat it you, up you, you can't corner. go past that. <laughs> yeah, that's why Rubio needs to be at a finer finish. It, it yeah, it, it absorbs better, it grabs the wood better, and when it absorbs and smooths out, you know, it's it's going to stay more solid. You're not going to have any uh, flaking, any, uh, you know, bubbles or anything like that. But yeah, you want, I, I mean, I do the same thing. I do 80, 120, or 150, and then 220 or 240, depending on which paper I'm using. And I usually try to, especially for any tabletops or cutting boards or anything like that, I spray with water to raise the grain. Uh definitely after 150 and maybe hit it again and then 220 just to make sure that when you fin- hit it with that final oil or final poly or whatever you're going to use it doesn't feel rough to the touch after you sand it because when you're sanding you're not just smoothing it out you're actually flattening the the little fibers so sometimes you hit it with a little oil and just get a rough finish now after that actually I should talk about that too because there is obviously there's room for 400 800 whatever I will go all the way up to like four six hundred after I've applied a finish. So if I do a poly, do four hundred poly eight hundred, and it's my favorite trick. And I shared this a couple of days ago. I hit it with a brown paper bag, which is a, really any piece of paper will do because it's so smooth and fine, uh, but it still has a little bit of grit to it. It's good for like buffing the finish out, and any mm. of these like little pricklies you might pick up on a finish, it'll smooth them out. That's a little trick I learned from an old guy. I've heard of people doing that. I usually use a quadruple lot steel wool before between the Ooh. between the last two coats. Good mm-hmm. idea. That's, that's what I do too. Yeah, yeah. Steel wool is also very good. You know what's good cheaper thing. than steel wool? Grocery bags. Um, <laughs> bags. <laughs> makes it, I never heard of that. I'm going to try that for reals on something I sell. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but try it. That's what I used on the. Uh, no, I believe. No, I've, I've, I've heard that. I've heard to try that. it. I, I like that. That's really cool. That's a good hack. Um. And yes, way cheaper. That's the best part. I mean, I know I answered, but like everything, I basically everything I do goes through the drum sander, and my drum sander's at one hundred, and then I go one twenty, one fifty, one eighty, two. There's another grit in there actually. 180, 120, 150, 180, and 240. I go through all the grits. I didn't, I've never even thought about skipping grits. I didn't even know that was a thing or yeah. an option. I didn't realize you were required to do all of them. I've just You're basically just highlight. trying to get rid of the, the grit marks from the previous paper. So it right. just takes I a always little had issues bit of if I jump, If I skip, yeah, if I always, I mean, if I ever skipped, I always had issue getting rid of it. See, for me, because I always raise the grain, no matter what I'm doing. Me I think too. that helps with it as well. But I do that after I hit 220 or 240, and then I hit it back with 240 again. I go up to 240, and then I water pop it, and then I go back with 240 again. Basically, Jake, to answer your question, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were going to answer that one fast. What happened? I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> uh, I guess Dan's going to be uh, reading this next question from Janessa. I believe it's Janessa. Janessa? JS Design. Oh. Or JS yeah. Handcraft. J- Jen. Just says Jen. Jen. Yeah. It's like, wait, who's Janessa? <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you guys use to stabilize the ducting for drops in the middle of the shop? I'm going to use four-inch sewer pipe, which is a little thinner and lighter and cheaper mm-hmm. than Schedule 40, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. how rigid it will be. What do you guys think? Mike. I uh, My previous shop was all ske- – it's Schedule 35 for the sewer and drain. It was all Schedule 35. It's plenty rigid enough. If you have your if you if you anchor down the main pipe that it's feeding off of, you're gonna be just fine. I'm assuming it's going to a tool so it's gonna hit the ground. I'm not real sure how it's there's more information kinda needed, but in and of itself, as long as you anchor from where it's coming from and then anchor at the bottom wherever it's gonna be you're going to be just fine because that stuff is really rigid. I, like if you got hit with it, you're going to not get knocked I, out. I assume it's really, talking it's really about rigid PVC stuff. pipe. Right. It's schedule 35 sewer and drain. It's just four inch schedule 35. It's not. I know, it's I know be just jack fine. about plumbing. Mm. Sorry. And uh, one thing to, to, I think one thing to stabilize it is tape it. Yeah. Tape it. Use some, use some tape to just, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you don't have, uh, Mike, you did that with your shop, right? You just mm-hmm. hit it with the, uh, the duct I actually, tape. I actually Actual, used like, uh, grocery tape. bags. yeah if you you just taping it i mean you're going to a tool that should be fairly rigid like i said so between the connection on a on a ceiling and the tool itself you should have plenty of rigidity and definitely tape it up wherever you can wherever you know you're not going to be disconnecting it because like that's just that's just lost cfms and jen i used um aluminum tape because the adhesive on that stuff is ridiculous. So good. As, as soon as that hits that PVC, I literally would have to cut it off with a knife to remove it. I When I was moving my piping around, I would cut around the opening, remove it, and then I would just leave the the, the tape on there because it was almost impossible to remove. It's ridiculous, the, the, the foil tape. It's ridiculous. And to clarify, that's sometimes sold as duct with a T No, no, no. Not duct no, tape. That's not different. even duct no, I know tape. that no, much. Not duct. No, this is aluminum foil tape it's for a uh, metal ducting it's like what i used in my current shop it's mm-hmm. actually a metal aluminum foil the adhesive on it it's not duct tape it's the adhesive on this stuff does well, not-, it's not no it's not duct tape it's like the duct ta- it's like yeah, uh, duct four tape. Inch wide yeah it's like with duct with a t not duct with a ck at the end oh right. you're talking about so, the, yeah, the yeah, brand so, versus i think the we're talking about product. the same thing 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not duct tape, like the two-inch, you know, duct Everyone needs to roll a duct tape. No, I, we're talking about the same thing. I think the brand, the one that I have in the shop is called, like, duct tape with a T. And it's, yeah, it's silver tape. It's aluminum tape. Yeah, this stuff's sure. nuts. It's I just get it from the HVAC section at Home Depot. Um, anyway, works great. Great. I think that answers that one. Cool. Do you want to do one more? Yeah, I don't have no answer for that one so because I don't know anything about stain. So let's do that question. All right. So a uh, question from Jerry. Um, and wh- what is your advice on stain? Preference colors and such. Also, do you ever use unnatural colors? So uh, I'll answer that one real quick. I've used some stain. Um, I, I love the natural uh, look of wood, but... Apparently, clients don't. Uh-huh. Sometimes they just want some crazy color. They want to match something. Um, most of the time, I'm using stain to make a cheaper wood look like a better wood. And uh, ma- I've gotten decent at matching stain, which is kind of a pain in the butt because you got to do a bunch of samples. Um, I I don't hate stain. Don't go too high on a sanding. That's, that's where it really comes in. Um, for almost every wood... I would go with some pre-stain or uh, what is it called? A wood conditioner. If you're going to do stain, because stain tends to, especially with softwoods, get a little blotchy. And as far as unnatural colors, I mean, there's some funky ones out there. Uh, I would just say stay away from light gray or whitewash because everything looks like it should be at a Jersey Shore house. <laughs> uh, you just want to stay away from that. Um, but that's that's all the advice I have. We use it at the school a lot on the projects we do, but I just... Personally, I don't use it a lot. What about you, Mike? Um, I, I've only stained one thing my whole life. I know nothing about stain. I've literally never. I have no input here. I don't. I couldn't tell you. Um, I want to do India ink, like I said, but I've stained one item that I've ever built, so I have no input. What about you, Dan? I always try to steer clients away from staining. I hate staining yes. so much. Not only does it look blotchy. But it will show every flaw, every flaw, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the one of the uh, things you're doing as a woodworker is covering up your flaws. And uh, um, yeah, it will show every flaw. That's why I have a beard. Right. I figured <laughs> it will show every flaw. And uh, if you miss a, a glue spot or something like that, it'll show the glue spot. I hate mm-hmm. that when when like pieces come together like corners or whatever, it's sometimes it's hard to get in there and get all the glue out. Mm-hmm. Stain will just like magnify it. It's like here I am, and I hate that with a passion. Especially <laughs> like if you're making a cabinet out of plywood, which already has like a thin veneer on it. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have the stain to to show off the glue spot, now you got to sand it and get it off of there without going through the veneer, and it is just. I hate stain with a passion. I always try to get people to not do stain if possible. Stay away from stain. That's the lesson here. Stay away from stain. Yep. You know, avoid I don't it. know if that's right. Because there's use. a lot of people who like and use stain a lot. I hate it. Then, I don't then think use, that's fair. Then, then I say use protection. But the question was, <laughs> what do we feel about it? And that's how I feel about it. Oh, is, you're right. What it, no, it says, what is your advice on stain? My advice so, is stay away from stain. Don't use from stain. Yeah, I agree. Stay away from stain. I think... Stay away from it, or use pre-stain and responsible colors. Don't don't go with crazy colors. I, if the customer really wants it, stain talk is garbage. I do, <laughs> I do have some crazy colors though, because every now and then I like to uh, do those mosaics, and I'll stain a bunch of pieces and and use crazy yeah. colors for those mosaics. But that's but about that makes it. Sense. 
That makes sense. Yeah. And, and there is a place for it if you're if you're doing a walnut cabinet, but you're putting in just a generic plywood panel in the back. If you want to hit it with a little walnut to try to match the grain really well to with the walnut you're using and try to save yourself a material, you're helping out the customer, or maybe helping yourself out on the cost as well or the amount of work. Okay, but if you have a really nice piece of wood, don't hit it with stain. It's if you stay in Walnut, I'm personally coming to your house and we're going to have words. Has anyone, does pe- do people do that? I don't know. I'm just throwing that uh, out I've there. I've seen people stain <laughs> uh, s- Walnut sapwood to make it look like uh, heartwood. Fools. They've also steamed, you know, uh, some people steam Walnut to like induce the sugars or something in it to make sapwood look like heart- heartwood. Really? Actually, you know, yeah, I was, it, um, it's a treatment was- that they could do and I'm, eh. I was, at my, I was at my new lumber yard and I had rent, I saw some, this is completely off topic. Have you guys heard of heat treated wood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It browns the wood. It ages the wood and browns yeah, it and actually gives it some more water resistance. Yeah. I guess. You can get that at my local hardwood dealer. They sell it as Cambria ash. It's, it's Ooh. like baked the, ash. It wasn't just ash though. They had walnut, maple, Ooh. ash. They had all they had all these yeah. woods that were heat treated already. I'd never even heard and of And they're before. dark brown. They're brittle AFs. <laughs> Is it? Yes. They're super dry. Because once like you bake it, it's like, it's stuff, like kiln right? dried. Once it's you great. once you bake it, you can't bend it or anything. Right. It's not really too pliable. You're really because you're, you're baking the crystals to be the way they are. Right. It's very stable to work with. But you're not going to bend it. It's them. great for it's outdoor right. applications like if you were making a really right. high-end fence or something. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Right, right, right. I've used okay. it before. Of course you have, Dan. <laughs> Typical Dan. Used it Reflex, before. but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put your pants on. Um, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, man. Uh, Winnie the so, Pooh. So wh- what application have you used it for? I'm curious how it tooled. Uh, like I said, it, it, I, I used it for a fence, and it's really brittle. I mean, just like it splinters really, really terribly. But mm. yeah, I, when I was working at that other shop with that other guy, um, yeah, we yeah. used it for a fencing project. Gotcha. Okay. It, was, I, it interested me because the color looked really cool. Yeah, it, uh, it looks almost that. like walnut. Like you could almost pass it off as walnut. Almost. Wow. The, the ash that I worked with anyway. The ash was, yes. yeah. They had like multiple variety or species that were heat treated. But that's way into the weeds, as I tend to go. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we should uh, probably not take any more questions or do any more questions because we're pretty well into this one. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need any more questions. Oh, no. Everyone, we please need- oh, keep yeah. asking. Always so need the questions. leave a voicemail uh, on the website link. Shoot us a message directly. Shoot us a message to another Woodshop podcast. Um, hey, guys, should we tell them about the super secret thing? Yep. Should we? Yeah. Okay. We need now, to put it on. Dan doesn't know. We should tell Dan about the super secret <laughs> thing. Oh, uh, maybe you should guys. tell me about the super secret thing. <laughs> should, should we do it now? Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, give me one second. It I was my idea. The actual thing. Because <laughs> I just realized that I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh-oh. Um, I'm stalling for time. I will stall. Hey, seriously, okay. we're when we get voice messages from people, we're going to prioritize prioritize those over written messages oh yeah uh just because they're more interactive and and kind of more fun and you don't have to hear us read the question uh but we know we know not everyone wants to call in or have their voice played over the podcast so we get it so we're gonna we're gonna go through all the questions as much as we can but we're, we're getting a lot of good questions in and 
Um, the real big thing is if a question is the same as or similar to a previous question, we're not going to, we're not going to address it on the show because we've kind of answered the same question a few times. Uh, like what's your favorite <laughs> wood and what's your favorite project? We're just not going to answer that. So if you want to so call Mike in. Uh, and Dan, I, I have the special surprise ready. Oh, oh here it comes. Is everyone what else is it, ready? Pete? <laughs> All right. You guys ready? We now have a phone number and a voicemail. <gasps> what? Not, not just legit. any phone number. Not just any number. It's 754. Everyone write this down. 754. Call AWP. Boom. Boom. <laughs> That's right. And uh, AWP, duh, stands for another Woodshop podcast. I want you to know that. Um, so it's 754-2255-297. Sweet. Call us up. Leave us a voicemail. Please don't record it in a truck with your windows down on a highway. <laughs> I will smack you. <laughs> Make sure it sounds good. The audio quality is significantly lower than the voice messages option. Yes. But something we are going to be moving away from the platform we are currently using for podcasts. So we won't be able to utilize that feature anymore. So we'll be moving everyone to the phone number. So just, you know. Plus, it's cool like, to like say said, call right? AWP. Call yeah, AWP. Just, yeah. Just top in the closet real quick. Like, just say, you know, like, Siri, call. 754 call AWP and then she calls and then you panic because you didn't think of a question (laughs) and don't ask in that question what our favorite wood is and what our favorite project is because we won't answer it (laughs) Uh, ask you know questions like favorite stain and (laughs) favorite type of uh, heat treated wood favorite type of walnut to stain (laughs) I'm quitting I'm out Um, All right. well Seriously, guys, thank you for all the questions this week. Please, we'd love to have this many questions to where we can't get to all of them. Uh, and we will. We will. Yeah, it's we'll get to all of them. Mm, we can't make that promise because there's only so long on the podcast. But it'll, it gives us more options. We archive so we'll, all the questions and we look at them. Yeah, we don't delete anything except for when it's what's your favorite wood <laughs> and what's your favorite project. Uh, but other than that, we keep all of them. So um, – like I said, if they're not the same as or similar to, we will address the question in one way or another. So, uh, we, you know, we were going to do the midweek prod, uh, podcast. We didn't do it last week. It was just kind of too tough for last week. But we'll discuss if we're going to do that this week. We'll let you guys know through the Instagram. Uh, and, you know, we'll need more questions for that, too. So, get us your questions. Anything you need to ask. It doesn't have to be woodworking related. It can be... Uh, probably As should long be, as it's woodworking adjacent. Right. Woodworking adjacent. Making adjacent. Um, it really doesn't. I mean, they could ask us questions about us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are very interesting. We have many leather-bound books. I could use some more Sick reference. TP. <laughs> I need people. I need people to send me TP. Can I? Can I request that? Send me your toilet paper, please. Oh. He, he needs TP for his bunk hole. <laughs> There's a toilet paper shortage well, it's, currently. It's been a really great podcast, guys. So I think we should uh, call it there. <laughs> yeah, let's- Definitely going to cut it off right before that. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just want some TV. Um, Dan, that was a really s- crappy joke. Ah! Ah. And on that, Mike just hung his head in shape. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Love you long time. Bye.